It's Malik Willis's time to shine on Saturday night where he can establish himself as not only the backup in 2023, but the Tennessee Titans quarterback of the future. We're going to talk about that and more on today's edition of the Locked on Titans podcast. Let's get it. You are Locked on Titans, your daily Tennessee Titans podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Titans podcast. I am your host, Tyler Rowland. Titans fans, we got another Tennessee Titans preseason game ahead of us on Saturday night. I'm going to be breaking down everything you need to know going into that matchup. First, we're going to talk about some of the guys on the offensive side of the ball that I'm excited to watch. Then we'll go to the defensive side of the ball. And then finally, we'll talk about some guys who maybe didn't play very well last week who need to bounce back against the Vikings before we get into all that. do want to thank you guys for making the Locked On Titans podcast your first listen each and every day. Remember, Monday through Friday, Tennessee Titans content all year round. Always for free. Heck, I'm on a streak right now of weeks and weeks and days, seven days a week of Locked On Titans podcast is where we've been at for the last few weeks. So make sure that you get subscribed, stay subscribed. I'm only going to ramp it up even more as the regular season gets closer. Is your team every day here on the Locked On Titans podcast. Throw a thumbs up on the video if you're watching right now. Show's always free. All I ask for in return is the press of a button. And do want to remind you guys, I'm going to be live on Saturday night after the game. I'm going to be in the Bleacher Report app. I'm going to have a live show out here on the Locked on Titans podcast, uh, Locked on Titans YouTube channel as well. So make sure that you get subscribed, stay subscribed once again. You don't want to miss any of the content that I got coming your way. But with that being said, it is Malik Willis's time to shine as the Titans take on the Minnesota Vikings on Saturday night at 8 p.m. Eastern time. We haven't gotten an update on Will Levis at this time. At the time of this recording, it's Friday afternoon, no update there. And I got to tell you guys, we wouldn't have gotten an update on Traylon Burks if not for that video going viral and everybody seeing it. Mike Vrabel would have been hush-hush and probably never told us that Traylon Burks had any kind of problem at all. So that seems like what might be happening with Will Levis here. We're probably not going to get an update until Saturday morning right before the game or of course, with my luck, my everydayers out there, uh, let me know down below who you guys are, but my everydayers know that I got this, this excellent ability to record a podcast directly before important Tennessee Titans news comes out. So that may happen with this situation as well, and this Will Levis news could come out later on Friday evening, but I would imagine that we'll get some sort of report on Saturday afternoon before the game, whether Levis is going to play in the game or not, and personally, I think based on the way he exited on Thursday's practice, I don't think that Will Levis is going to play in this game. And if he does, I think the Titans will limit his snaps from what they want to give him due to whatever the injury is. I think that Malik Willis really has an opportunity here to grab the ball by the horns, to take it. I'm not just talking about 2023 backup quarterback. I'm talking about the Tennessee Titans quarterback of the future. Right now, in my opinion, these guys are are neck and neck with Malik Willis just a slight lead. That's what I talked about after the game last week. I scored the bout last week 10-9 to for Malik Willis. But Malik Willis is going to have the opportunity to develop a rhythm here, gain chemistry with his offensive line and his wide receivers, not have to worry about how many series am I playing, how many snaps am I playing, am I coming out after this drive, 
did I just throw an interception and now I don't get to get back on the field? He's not going to have that kind of over-the-shoulder pressure that you would have if Levis was playing, and that may just allow Malik Willis to show us the full package here. Everything he's capable of and plays absolute best football, and I'm excited to see it. More than anything, I'm just excited to see a free Malik Willis go do his thing for an entire game for the Tennessee Titans. We should get more drives this week of the starting offensive line. You would hope that the offensive line plays a little bit better with more chemistry and more experience. So hopefully uh, we get a great performance from Malik Willis. But again, I'll be here to break it down, whatever happens after the game, because with more time for Malik Willis to play, also comes more plays to scrutinize from outside influences, things like that. So uh, more, more pressure, and it can be a good thing or a bad thing for Malik. But it's not just Malik that I want to talk about on offense. We do got to talk about some of these young wide receivers. And what I want to do is, you guys let me know down below in the comments section, who is the young wide receiver that you believe in? This doesn't count Chris Moore, NWI, uh, even Racy McMath and Mason Kinsey. I don't want to hear about those guys. I'm talking the rookies. Gavin Holmes, uh, Treshawn Harrison, Colton Dow's banged up. I don't think he's going to play in this game, but you could you know, maybe throw him in there if you want to. A guy like Reggie Roberson, that's for me, Karis Jackson as well. You look at Reggie Roberson, a second-year player, Treshawn Harrison, a rookie, Karis Jackson, a rookie. Those are the three guys that I'm really excited to see at wide receiver. Uh, with Holmes and Roberson, you got, you got an outside receiver that I think could really help the Titans. Roberson obviously has a ton of speed that should help him, but Karis Jackson, a big-body guy, like thick, strong. He's not super tall, but he's, you know, he's a physical guy. Played on three special teams units last week, including returning a kick. Played in the slot, which if Mason Kinsey doesn't make this roster, which I don't think that he will, the Titans need a backup pure slot guy. So if you have Karis Jackson as a backup pure slot guy to Kyle Phillips, who can also be on coverage teams and also potentially return kicks for you, that's a ton of value that you're adding to the roster. So Karis Jackson is the one I'm really looking for. But of course, Reggie Roberson Jr. and uh, Treshawn Harrison are guys to keep your eye on as they try to kind of separate themselves. It's separation Saturday for the Titans at a lot of these positions. The last thing I want to mention here is the offensive line. I know that there was a debate on it, but I thought Jalen Duncan played pretty well last week, at least for my expectations. I wasn't a fan of the pick when it happened. I thought Jalen Duncan played pretty well and showed some flashes that he might even be ready to, to come in in spot duty this year. So I think that that may be getting a little too far ahead of ourselves. But either way, we saw some good flashes from Jalen Duncan. I also thought Justin Murray, the recently signed Justin Murray, played absolutely excellent on the interior at guard for the Titans. So excited to see those guys, see what they do. And then, of course, the starters. Like I said, the starters played one drive last week. I'm hoping that they play maybe two or three drives this week. That group needs the continuity. They need to play. Okay? So I'm excited to see what the Titans' starting offensive line can do as well with however many drives that they're out there. But with that being said, we're going to move forward, talk about what I'm looking for on the defensive side of the ball. We have a battle at linebacker to discuss. And then at the end of the show, we're going to talk about some bounce-back candidates who did not play very well last week who need to play a lot better on Saturday against the Vikings. Before we get into the defense, though, 
do want to let you guys know that today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have the access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. All you got to do is create a free job post on LinkedIn Jobs, then add your job in the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile, and they're going to spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions are available that make it really easy to focus on the candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and then hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. Titans fans, let's continue today's preview of the Tennessee Titans' second preseason game of the year against the Minnesota Vikings on Saturday night. We just talked about the guys that I'm excited to watch on offense, including Malik Willis. Now I want to transition to the defensive side of the ball, and at the end of the show, we're going to talk about some guys who need to bounce back from a bad performance last week. Before we continue, though, I do want to thank you guys again for making the Locked on Titans podcast your first listen each and every day, Monday through Friday, Tennessee Titans content, all year round on all apps, always for free. Make sure you get subscribed, stay subscribed to the Locked on Titans podcast where it's your team every single day. Heck, I've been going six, seven days a week with podcasts during the preseason and training camp. So even more than five days a week, you're getting your fix here with the Locked on Titans podcast. But moving right along, we need to talk about the defensive side of the ball. And I'm going to start on the defensive line. And there's two players who I'm really excited to watch who I thought, didn't play poorly. It's funny, I just rewatched the defensive film for like the third time right before I did the show a couple hours before. I would say Rashad Weaver and Jaden Peavy are the two guys. Those are the two prominent backups on the defensive line. You look at Harold Landry, Arden Key, number one backup, Rashad Weaver. You look at Danico Autry, Tier Tart, Jeffrey Simmons, number one backup in terms of talent is Jaden Peavy. And Terrell Williams, Titans defensive line coach, been pumping him up all training camp. And I saw signs of what has people so excited about Weaver, what has people so excited about PV. I saw it, but it's the consistency, okay? It's the consistency. And the reality here is, although Weaver is going into his third year and PV going into his second, the truth is they're both second-year players. Because if you remember, Rashad Weaver snapped his leg in like game two of his rookie year and didn't get to play the rest of the year. So really, Weaver is going into his second year when you count actual experience. So there's consistency that needs to be developed. But against second-team offensive lines, especially Minnesota's second-team offensive line when their first-team offensive line is awful, well, the interior, their tackles are good. Okay? Their tackles are good. I'll give you that. But I want to see Rashad Weaver and Jaden Peavy kind of do more than what they did last week. I mean, Weaver was on the field for seven passes, got zero pressure, didn't have a single pressure. He did have a good tackle for loss, though. Got to give Rashad Weaver credit 
where it's due. That was a nice play against the Bears, but I just want to see a little more. PV did pretty good, taking on some double teams, shedding a blocker, making plays. I saw little flashes, but I just want to see even more of it, and they should play even more this week. So PV and Weaver on the D-line, really want to see what they're able to do against this less than deep Minnesota Vikings offensive line group. But uh, outside of that, we'll move to linebackers. And that's really where I want to focus our attention because we have talked so much about Monty Rice and Jack Gibbons. That was the battle. And it's we didn't just make that up. Mike Vrabel told us that those two were battling for the starting linebacker spot. But allow me to introduce Chance Campbell. Mike Vrabel talked about Campbell's speed. Uh, you could see it. He had a pass breakup one time covering a running back that was real nice. He was moving around the field. Chance Campbell. Remember, Campbell was a sixth-round pick last year, and he may have gotten injured and missed all of the season, but he was a guy that the Titans thought so highly of that they actually drafted in the sixth round. So Campbell has size. He has speed. If he can kind of get his feet under him, I think that Chance Campbell has a real chance here to push Jack Gibbons, to push Monty Rice for that starting spot. And can I just say, Monty Rice. Injured again, missed most of the week's practices, wouldn't expect him to play in the game, only played seven snaps in the game last week. This is why I called Monty Rice the most overrated Tennessee Titan coming into the season. There were people, not only fans, but media people, pumping up Monty Rice, saying he was going to be the next starting linebacker for the Titans. Oh, Monty Rice should be the favorite for the... He just has zero consistency, man. Just zero consistency to stay on the field, to get any kind of rhythm, to gain any kind of chemistry. We just haven't seen it. And now he's getting passed on the depth chart by Jack Gibbons, certainly. And Chance Campbell may pass him as well, so that whenever he does come back, he's the fourth linebacker on the depth chart, which is just not the way that a top 100 third-round pick that his career should be going, going into his third season. It's a disappointment. There's no way around it. So... Let's see if Monty Rice finds a way to get back on the field and claim his spot back, but Chance Campbell played awfully well last week. Jack Gibbons was already ahead of Monty Rice on the depth chart. I just, it's it's disappointing to see what we're seeing from Monty Rice, but hey, that's an opportunity for Campbell, and I'm excited to watch him play on Saturday night. Lastly, just want to talk about some guys in the secondary. Uh, Eric Garr versus Armani Ma- uh, Marsh. They're both fighting for second-team slot cornerback right now. Marsh got the start last week against the Bears, and then Eric Garr came in and played slot after Armani Marsh, and I thought Garr was better. Personally, I thought Marsh missed some tackles, overcommitted on some plays, that DJ Moore wide receiver screen for a touchdown. Armani Marsh was the guy who got absolutely mollywopped out of his gap and gave up a free run, so I wasn't that impressed with Marsh. Some other people were. I'm not, not me. Um, I liked Garr better. I thought he was uh, more aggressive, more physical, uh, a more reliable tackler. Um, maybe some mistakes in coverage here and there, but you're going to live with that with your backup slot. Uh, I think Garr versus Marsh is something to watch in this game. And Mike Vrabel said that some of the guys who played with the threes last week are going to play with the twos now, vice versa. I think Garr could be a guy who gets time over Marsh in that slot with the Titans' first-team defense for the preseason game. Obviously not their first-team defense for the regular season. But lastly, I just want to say keep an eye on Mike Brown, number 44. Uh, Elijah Molden is playing dime safety for the Titans this year. That means he basically lines up as a linebacker in passing situations. 
Mike Brown is playing that role, backing up Elijah Molden. And with Molden now hurt, he got hurt in practice this week. Molden's hurt again. Monty Rice hurt again. I mean, geez, that John Robinson class there. Um, but with Elijah Molden's injury history and now injury issues popping back up, Mike Brown could be playing that dime backer role for the Titans in the regular season. He was impressive in that first game. And now that I know that he's the backup in that role from watching the tape, keep your eyes on Mike Brown. I think he might end up being an important player during the regular season. But with that being said, we got to talk about some bounce back candidates because there were some guys who did not play their best game last week against the Bears that need to play a lot better this week. So I'm going to dive into that in just a moment. Titans fans, let's cap off today's preview of the Titans' second preseason game of the year against the Minnesota Vikings. want to remind you guys, I'm going to be going live in the Bleacher Report app immediately after the game to break down everything that happened. Then I'm going to have a live show up for you guys on the YouTube channel, on the podcast feed. Uh, we're going seven days in a row. I mean, I think out of the last like 28 days, I have recorded like 27 or 26 of them. And we're not slowing down. The regular season's right around the corner. Make sure that you get subscribed, stay subscribed. It's your team every day here on the Locked on Titans podcast, Monday through Friday, free content for you guys. Um, throw a thumbs up on the video if you're watching right now as well. Show's always free. I'll ask for a returners to press up a button. But uh, let's dive into some of these bounce back candidates. Number one, who we have to start with is tight end Josh Wiley. Wiley had the pass go off his hands. The Malik Willis pass that turned into an interception last week. It was a high throw. It was not a good throw. But nonetheless, Wiley should have caught it. He admitted that. Mike Vrabel admitted that. So Wiley has the ball bounce off his hands for a pick. Then he gets hit on a catch from Will Levis and fumbles. A terrible, terrible debut from the rookie tight end. Um, but on Monday, Wiley bounced back in practice. Jim Wyatt from TennesseeTitans.com called it his best practice yet. Um, also heard good things about Josh Wiley in the joint practices against the Vikings on Wednesday and Thursday. So it looks like mentally Wiley has bounced back and has played very well in practice this week. They need to see that and we need to see that transition into the game as well. Because it could be one of those things where he's in practice, he's not worried, gets into the game, the nerves, the jitters, all of that. You got to get over that. So I want to see Wiley have a good performance in this game so that he can kind of put those mistakes from week one behind him and move forward. Because while I don't think that Wiley is going to be some super important part of the Tennessee Titans offense this year, the reality is at six foot six, with his athleticism, he has the ability to be a matchup nightmare. And the Titans can use him in the red zone. They can use him on third downs. They can use him kind of how they used Austin Hooper at times last year. And I think that that is an important role for the Titans, even if it's a very small and limited role within the offense. So Wiley has value, and I just want to see him be confident going into the season. So a bounce-back performance needed from tight end Josh Wiley. Next, though, I want to talk about the backup offensive line. We talked about some of the guys who played pretty well last week, the starters. I thought Jalen Duncan, Justin Murray played pretty well. But there were a lot more guys who did not play well. I mean, at offensive tackle, Zach Johnson had some of the worst pass pro reps I've seen in a while. I mean, they were embarrassing what Travis Gibson did, did to him 
last week. On the other side, Andrew Rupsich really struggled at right tackle as well. Uh, I thought Nicholas Petit-Ferrer was terrible. Nicholas Petit-Ferrer was the lowest graded Tennessee Titans offensive lineman per pro football focus. Now, I disagree with some of PFF's grades and analysis of the game, but I don't know that I disagree there. And that, for your starting offensive lineman in a second year going against third stringers to play that poorly, whoo, that's a, a conversation that we must have another day. But outside of NPF, Zach Johnson, Andrew Rupsich, a guy like Xavier Newman-Johnson, really would like to see him bounce back. I kind of had high hopes for Xavier Newman-Johnson coming in this year that he could be maybe a development project for the Titans that could actually get some snaps. But man, whew, it was it was a little rough there on, uh, on last Saturday. So want to see the backup offensive line bounce back, not only for their own performances, but I want to see Malik Willis have a chance to operate. So with that in mind, the Titans need a bounce-back performance from the offensive line so they can get the most out of Malik Willis and see what he can do. Um, Finally, the last folks I want to talk about here are the two kickers. They got a bounce-back. Caleb Shudak kicked one out of bounds on a kickoff for a penalty. Trey Wolf missed his only field goal attempt, 48 yards, missed it. Uh, Caleb Shudak made his his only field goal attempt from 41 yards. It was not a good kick. It was ugly and barely stayed in which is not a good sign. I mean, they both made extra points, but that's not going to be enough to secure yourself. The Titans need to consider some veteran options if both these kickers do not bounce back in this game. Like, we need to see a lot better play. And if not, it is time to call a veteran kicker. It is time to call Ryan Suckup. It is time to call Randy Bullock back. It is time to call Robbie Gold. Call Zane Gonzalez, for God's sake. He's only 28. Just saying these kickers have to bounce back or it's time to get rid of one of them and bring in a veteran to let them compete. That simple. But again, I'll be back with you guys on Saturday night to break down everything that happened. Um, A lot of content coming next week. Titans joint practices against the Patriots. Another preseason game. That is going to do it though for me today, folks. As always, I am your host, Tyler Rowland. And this was Locked on Titans.